Cosmic Country Radio. Good morning. It is George and Jess. And uh, this morning we're talking about flying the nest or not, right? Or not flying <laughs> right, the nest. Right, yeah. exactly. And of course we're talking about you know getting out of the house. I think the, the age in the past was if you're 18, you're an adult now, it's time to start acting like one, right? And I think that that mindset has kind of changed over the years because there's 30-somethings living at home being treated like they're middle schoolers, right? I mean, honestly. So here, they're telling us that 20% of millennials and 68, this that is a staggering number, 68% of Gen Z still live with other family members, and, and they're now calling that multi-generational living? Well, and that's what it's always been called, but I, that's, yes, that is the term for when multiple generations live together. And well, I, I think, I think it's just what's wrong with living with mom and dad because it's not always living with mom and dad. Right. I think there, there sometimes are even like grandma and grandpa live there too. Yeah. So multi-generation or, you know, young people live with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so multi-generational living is the broad term, but they're saying pre predominantly financial and health reasons are why this is happening so much. And it can be like the older generation's health situation are bringing the younger people back to, you know, help with, with care. And then the financial constraints, obviously student debt, rent costs, all of it. I, I'm wondering, I know that this probably doesn't get brought up a lot for people who haven't, I would say, ventured out, but multi-generational living is common in other cultures that are now becoming a bigger part of America. Yeah, and I didn't, I was curious about that when I was looking at the article. Because it, like, doesn't, it doesn't mention that, What are that, the demographics? It? No, it doesn't. What are the demographics of the multi-generational yeah. living? Because that is quite common in other cultures yeah and it isn't uh a stigma or like uh you didn't fly the nest and you're acting like a baby like it's it, it's just a thing that they do i know that for a fact yeah. yeah so um but the the article that i read didn't narrow it they down didn't by, mention that, that by demographic it never of, got brought up of who but um the, there's articles all over about this the one that we are referencing is from a website called rent cafe and it's really gets into the statistics of like how many millennials in Gen Z. And, and by the way, they, they actually did dig into some legit numbers. Cause when I, I, I always look at that. It's like, this isn't a survey of a thousand people. They went after the actual stats. Yes. I it, mean like big, it's big I think markets. based on like census information yeah. where they're like yeah. 1 million out of 3 million millennials in LA live with other family members. And, I, I would say when you look at a state like California, specifically that, finances has to be a big and i mean a big part of it oh 100 percent. yeah because their rent and and cost of housing costs are through the roof i i i, I can't it's crazy it really is because you want i can tell you this in 1994 i was living in vista california which is not a super night but it, at the time it was you know, I would say middle class, right? 
And I was I had a two bedroom apartment, two bedroom, two bath. The complex had a pool, had a gym, all of it, and I was paying eight hundred bucks a month. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine thir- thir- if thir- that building is years still ago. there, what it costs yeah. now? No, I can't. It's I bet it would be thousands. I bet it would be three or four thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And like you mentioned early this morning, like obviously wages are different. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you were making less money. Right, yeah. but is it, like, if you compare it as apples to apples, No, it I, doesn't math out. Th- that was like when, <clears throat> the it, it goes back to the same math that, uh, you know, I tried to explain to my dad for years. I was like, Dad, you were a construction electrician. And in your generation, you, you could make enough money to where you could have a new home, right? Build a home. Yep have two vehicles and a family of three kids and your wife didn't work. That today would be a very different scenario. Yes. I mean, as much as the guy, as well as the guys in the trades are doing, they could probably do it, but I don't think it would be as easy as it was back then. No, it wouldn't. And again, you think about what did your dad pay for the house that he built in the 70s and then what was he making yeah because my i can tell you this my dad told me when he started as a journeyman electrician i I think and it wasn't in the 70s it was in the mid 60s i think he made around two dollars an hour isn't that wild yeah could buy new vehicles buy a home right oh that's now eggs cost five dollars a dozen that is you're not even exaggerating i know So, so yeah. Uh, well, anyways, back to our original topic here. I, I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Again, if you're just joining us, twenty percent of millennials, and almost two thirds, sixty-eight percent. It's better than two thirds mm-hmm. of Gen Z are living in what they call multi-generational housing, which is family members, right? right? That's what it is, okay? And it's, and getting to the bottom of the reasons why. I, it's, it's funny how a lot of times people don't want to address the fact that everything's just getting too damn expensive. Which is true. That's a fact, yes. right? I mean, it's, I mean you, you have people like me complaining about grocery prices because they are outrageous mm-hmm. and food is an essential right fuel prices are outrageous and none of this and and These aren't luxury no and, and wages are not keeping up with inflation and I've, I've said this a million times i firmly believe it they are stretching that that middle middle uh, ground with the middle class further and further we are we are heading towards a have and have nots society but who does how does that benefit it doesn't. It doesn't. Because then you don't have the middle class that are right. with the disposable income that are shopping and going to restaurants and but entertainment. Here, here's how they look at it. And it's all greed. You know, yes. this is this is where capitalism rears its ugly head. And I love capitalism. I get it. I understand that it is the the system that that provides opportunity, right? But it's getting stretched so the the next you talk about multi-generational. A lot of next generation businesses need to keep that money 
coming in to accommodate the lifestyle that they're used to and they want. How do they do that? They take it off the bottom end, right? So that middle ground is is disappearing. I mean, you can see it. It's this isn't. I mean, this isn't even an opinion. You, you yeah, if you live in today's America, you're watching it. But that's my question: is how does that, like, how do those businesses stay afloat if they're eliminating their customer base? Because there will be enough of the have-nots to buy the essentials and still go out and make that occasional visit to what they would consider a luxury purchase. There will be enough because there will be so many of them. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? This is very depressing. It is. Well, no, I'm just saying, but this is, <laughs> this is if you go around the world, you'll see more of that, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I think that it's, you're seeing what 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 can happen here. And, and the government, I mean, our government has just, this is why nobody trusts the government. Yeah. Right? You're being taxed to death. You can't afford anything. And it just keeps getting worse. And they keep giving these handouts, right? They, they keep handing out money, your money, <laughs> your tax dollars, to individuals, a lot of them who are not necessarily contributing themselves. That's not a good spot to be in. Yeah, we have some issues and it doesn't seem like anyone is who can make a difference no they've lost any interest at all whatsoever of fixing it well okay so let's just get back before we get too far off topic here get back to what we were talking about why are gen z and and millennials not as much with your generation no it's us elder millennials are i mean we're almost like a different generation you can see it you can see it, though, if you look at that one graph that showed boomers, Gen X, millennials, and then Gen Z. Yeah. And the ones that are in the multi-generational housing. Man, my generation is the toughest, hardest. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. You gen- just had different opportunities. Oh, yeah. This is, see, see, this is where you would come into this discussion. That, does that sound like what a millennial would say? Here's Here, here was my opportunity. I I, I was struggling. I couldn't figure out what to do. So you wanted to, I, I packed myself up and I joined the service. I, I joined the Marine Corps. Not every kid has to do that, right? But for me, it was an out and a look at some college money down the line, sure. right? So, and by the way, enlistments are way down. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a thing like it used to be. When I was, there was, got it. I saw one staggering statistic of, you know, back during like, the, the wars and like World War II and stuff like that, where it was one in 10 Americans were in this. It was better than that. I think it was 11% or something like that. But, but there was, I, I think it was a different world. I'm going to give Gen Z a break here in the fact that they're living in a world where their wage does not meet the requirements for them to live an independent life. Correct. Thank you. There is, there is an occasional job that will come up and then they'll highlight that one and go look at him or her well, well, the other, you know, 90% of them are like, look at me. I have a college degree and somebody wants to pay me $36,000 a year, which won't get me a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's where they're at right now. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But again, a staggering number, two-thirds of, of Gen Z and 20% of millennials living with family. That's what it comes down to. It's George and Jess in the morning. This is Cosmic Country Radio.
Prioritize you at Ember Wellness Studio. Hi, this is Nicole. At Ember, we focus on personal care for your mind, body, and soul. We offer four types of yoga classes with certified instructors, including Hatha, Restorative, Koya, and Vinyasa. Revitalize your body with 30 or 45 minute infrared sauna sessions, monthly memberships, and punch cards available. Shop cleaner, more sustainable swaps for everyday essentials like toothpaste, dishwasher tablets, laundry detergents, soaps, and compostable alternatives. Fuel your fire at Ember Wellness Studio, 613 North Riverfront Drive, Mankato. Find class schedule and booking link online at emberwellnessstudio.com. Cosmic Country Radio, good morning. It is George and Jess with you. It is uh, warming up. We'll just say that. It's going to be beautiful, man. We're talking like it's going to feel uh, not springy, almost summery. Is that a word? <laughs> almost summery starting next week. We'll be in the mid-60s. Uh, next Monday and just 40s and 50s until then. So that's what's in front of you. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, we're talking this morning about something that's not so beautiful, and that is the housing market for Gen Z and millennials. 70% of Gen Z uh, young adults are living in multi generational housing, which means they live with a family member. Yeah. Whether it's a parent, a grandparent, some, some sort of multi generational living situation. If, if we asked them, if we had a focus group of millennials and Gen Z, and we asked them this question, why, why do you think this is? What do you think they'd tell us? Cost. It's money. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it, and it is outrageous. I can tell you that, you know, living in a home with a huge ravine lot and almost 3,500 square feet, our, our mortgage payment is less than what some people are paying for a three-bedroom apartment. I think our mortgage payment is less than what most two-bedroom apartments in this town cost. And I only bought the house in 2015. So. Nine years ago. that now. doesn't illustrate a problem. A huge problem. And, it, and that was not the beginning of it, by the way. It, it, it was happening before then. I just think it's being... I, I, it's really being uh, showcased now because I don't know a lot of people, but it, when I say this, I don't know a lot of people who don't live with somebody. I think that's like, uh, I lived with, until I got to my thirties, I always had a roommate. Yeah. We, uh, my had roommates for a long time too. Cause I was in the service. And then I was in college, and then my first radio job, I, I had a roommate for a few years, and I was 30. As a matter of fact, I was 30 years old exactly when I started living alone. Okay. So that, you know, I and I think that was just due, to, a lot of that was to the occupation itself, moving constantly, right, bouncing yep. around, not, yep. know, not knowing what was next. You don't want to get tied down, and you want to be as cheap as possible. Uh, so... I would like to talk to them. I think that would be, you know, that's where you'd get the straight answers. Yeah. My guess is that the majority would say cost, the cost of rent, the cost of living, student loan debt, wages. I just think, I just think cost in general, because right. it a lot of different things work into that conversation, including caring for aging adults. I mean, aging family members that, 
uh, you know, suffer from a variety of different ailments. Right. And on the other side of the coin, there's the cost of assisted living. Yeah. It's, and that's come up too, is sometimes these younger family members are living with aging relatives to help take care of them so that they don't have the assisted living burden, that cost burden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, it's gotta be a, 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 a part of it anyways. Right. I think it certainly is for my generation. I know a lot of people in my generation that have a parent living with them because it, it would be that or assisted living and they don't want to put them in a home. Yeah, I've, I'm starting to see that more with people that I know as, I, as we get older is now that there's that element of aging parents and how they fit in to... You know, are they going to live with one of the kids and they're going to take care of them? Are You know, it's scary to think about. It is scary. And I know personally people that are dealing with it and have dealt with it, right? And as we talk about that part of the conversation, a lot of the Gen Z people right now are like, could we get back to we can't afford it? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, because that's what they feel. That's what they feel. I was having this conversation with a very successful 35-year-old man, just a, just earlier, it was late last week, actually, and I asked him, he went to a prestigious college, I asked him, I said, in today's world, if you were addressing young people that were hitting the job market, coming right out of high school at 18 years old, would you advise them to go to school? And he said, a trade school. I would for sure tell them to steer clear of a college, a four-year university. He goes, I would go to a trade school. I would learn something, a trade that that pays well, which is most of them now. Yeah. I don't care if it's HVAC, plumbing, electricity. The list just goes on, right? Welding, there, there's tons of them. Get yourself into a really good income, bank money. And if you're going to look for a company to work for, he said, do not get into the corporate machine. He said, find a family-owned company that treats you right, Mm -hmm. and become so valuable that they can't let you go. Mm. Right? He said that's, that's advice, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said he said that's that's one of the things that I would do. And again, he's only you know almost not even two decades removed from that time frame. Right. But he was still getting hammered with the same old mindset that you and I got beat up with. You got to go to college because that's where it's all at. I I know kids who are working part-time jobs or in warehouses that have four-year college degrees. Some of them have masters. Yeah. I One of them just... has a degree in psychology, and I asked him. He goes, I can make more money working at the Walmart distribution center and a part-time job than I could using that degree. And probably less mental stress. Sure. Insane to me, though. So I have a theory about kind of how Gen Z kids are getting here. It's a roundabout theory, so maybe we wait until we come back and I'll share it. All right. It's George and Jess in the morning. It's Cosmic Country Radio. Discover a world of wellness at the CBD centers. Elevate your senses with our premium CBD products. From soothing oils to delicious gummies, we have something for everyone. Experience the natural wellness of CBD sourced from our products that is grown, harvested, and packaged right here in Southern Minnesota. Visit us today to discuss better sleep, muscle recovery, and better overall you. 
Your well-being is our priority. From all of our products at the CBD Centers, where serenity meets satisfaction. Elevate your life with the CBD Centers, because you deserve it. Cosmic Country Radio, good morning. It is George and Jess, and uh, we're talking about something that I think is just becoming more and more of an issue in this country, and that is uh, young people not having the ability to get out of the house. And I'm talking about mom and dads. 70% of Gen Z young adults live in a multi-generational living situation, which, which means is they family. live with family. Yeah, right. And 20% of millennials, that's one in five of your generation. Which is weird, but the, the millennial generation is big. Yeah. So the younger ones, you know, are not even 30 yet, where the oldest ones are 40 or almost 40. Yeah, I was gonna say that the oldest or the youngest millennials are are closing in on thirty. Right? They're close. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. in their late twenties. Okay, so it's a that's a big gap, you know, yeah. at, at that stage. But anyway, um, you have a theory. First I, of all, set it up. So I have a theory that we are not setting these kids up for success, like all the way back to their middle school and high school education, where they're not. I deal with a lot of college students at my job yeah and so many of them are in a four-year college you know whether in the beginning or or nearing the end and they still don't really know what they want to do so they've come this far through their middle school through high school into college getting close to completing a college degree and they still don't really know what they want to do when they're done with college and so I feel like somewhere along the line we're not helping young people identify their strengths and where they could thrive and getting them on a path to where when they get done with college or high school or whatever kind of education they experience, they are able to find a job and a career that they enjoy where they can make a living and live independently. What do you think could be done different to fix that? I mean, pie in the sky, kind of thing it it would be more like individualized education which there it's out there yeah, right you know it's, it's becoming it's more specialized popular. Yeah. it's online it's you know project-based learning things like that where you're giving kids real world experience and helping them identify things that they're good at and things that they're passionate about and things that they love and that's I, I understand is very Pollyanna and like, wow, that sounds perfect, but no, I, how I, are we going to do it? No, I don't think it is. I think, I think, uh, colleges. And again, I'm not picking on colleges. I, if you want to go to college and get a four year degree and that's what your heart desires and, or it's required for something that you want to do. If you want to be in medicine, if you want to be in science, you know, all of these things, I understand that. But I think kids going to college just to get a degree is one of the most ridiculous things on the planet. Right. It's just insane to me. And, and I think because of the stigma that was attached to the trades for many years, nobody wanted those jobs. You know? And now they are begging kids to come study the trades. There was, yeah, there was, an, there was a, a time here not in the not-too-distant past where you, as a parent, you didn't want to tell your kid to be a carpenter or a plumber or an H or an electrician. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, that's my whole family, electricians, carpenters, pipe fitters, 
construction guys, right? And they were all telling all of the next generation, their kids, stay the hell out of the trades because there's no future in it. Which is the opposite. Yeah, it was absolutely And they wrong. didn't know. You know, no, they, they were doing know. the best that they yeah. could with, with what they knew. And my, on one side of my family, we're all farmers up until my dad's generation. And he is a banker. And then my generation was, it was very much like go to college, get a degree, whatever, it, whatever it's in, you got to get into the corporate yeah. world and not into, um, whether it be the trades or agriculture, or in my case, what I really wanted to do was get into the arts. And that was not, that was frowned on too. It was like, you need to get into corporate world. But in today's world, creative and artistic stuff like that is super valuable. That's a great skill. Yeah. And you know, I, again, this was 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. And it's, they, again, my parents did the best that they could with what they knew. You weren't, no, I was going to say, you, you're talking two decades from when you were at this point of leaving the house, right? 20 years ago. Right. But when I was making these, dis, you know, as a, as a young, I don't think at 10 years old, you're, no, but I mean, I knew what I liked. Yeah. Right. Right. I knew what my interests were. I, would and, I think a lot of people, and I, I don't want to come down too hard on Gen Z or any of these others that don't know what they want to do when they hit 18 or even into their early twenties. Cause I didn't. And I'm not coming down hard on yeah. them at all. I'm saying like, we're failing them as, you know, their their adult role models, and we're not helping them get on a path to where they're going to find success doing something that they love. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think that, and that's one of the keys is finding something that they'll be, that they, listen, if, if somebody tells you that it's not about doing something that you enjoy, these are people living miserable lives. I was at a STEM dinner at the college yeah. last night and I met a young man who's a freshman. He's studying electrical engineering and he said he got into like circuits and taking computers apart when he was about 10. Yeah. And he was like, what's really exciting for me is that I just love it so much and I love going to class every day and I love working on projects because I love it so much. And I That's was like, what you do. I wanted to hug him. I'm like, you are so lucky yeah, because you found your thing yep. and you're, you're pursuing it and you're you know, going to have a, by all accounts, a great life because you you found where your passion and your skills intersect and you're going to be able to, to make a career. Out of I don't, it. I don't think any of this though is really getting to the root of the problem. And the problem is it's too damn expensive. That's where we're at. Yes. I think, I think being straddled with college debt is a big part of it, but I don't think that that's the only issue. I just think everything's too damn expensive. Right, and that goes for everyone yeah. who's living in this country. If not you, not just Gen Z and millennials no. who are living at home. I mean, everything is too expensive full stop. I, you know, that's why when I hear developers talk about, you know, the the multi-level uh housing like townhomes and apartments and condos and this communal living, like this is what the young people want. I think it's what they can afford. Because they can't come up with sixty or seventy or eighty thousand dollars for a down payment mm -hmm. for a home, right? And then they can't make enough money to support it if they did, right? Right? I mean that—that's what it comes down to. They can't afford to live on their own. 
And I understand there are some of them. Like when I was in college and I was working part-time and collecting my GI bill and barely making ends meet. And I was watching kids in college that were taking out student loans, going to Cancun for spring break. Oh yeah. I was like, how are you doing that? Oh, look, I got my student loan money. I'm like, that's not probably what you should be doing with no. it. So I understand there's that side of it. I get it. I get it. You know, but I, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's the problem now. And I don't think it's the norm. I think that I think the world that they are entering is just too damn expensive. Yeah, it's not set up for them to succeed well, in, in the way that previous generations did. As much as it's changed, even you and I can attest to the fact that most most people we know, other couples, require a, a, a two incomes. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, I mean, there, that's just the way that life has evolved, yes. right? I mean, it's just insane. Again, as they stretch out the middle class, that's what's happening. But I think that you will hear that from most, if you were to sit down with a focus group, just knowing as many as I do, I think they would tell you that I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't afford to go out and, and pay by myself you know, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month for rent, and then all of the utilities and everything that go with it. Right, and, you know, and most and then, likely a car payment, a car and payment, student loans, and, and all the a insurance. Phone. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Health Don't insurance. Don't even get me started on health, health insurance. Insurance is ridiculous. I will flip the table over. I know. I have to talk about health insurance because it makes it's, me so mad. It's a train wreck. Yes. Right, and that was something when I was in college. I was working part time uh, for Rainbow Foods in the Twin Cities. Right just stocking groceries, just doing my best to make ends meet. But working that job through that commercial food workers union up there, I had health insurance that would blow people's minds today. Oh yeah. I paid like $35 a paycheck and I had phenomenal coverage. Yeah. It's not even a thing anymore. No. It's like you will pay $1,500 a month for nothing. And it, Yes, but you'll you'll pay fifteen hundred bucks a month just in case you get really sick. Yeah, and that that covers your preventative care and like if something catastrophic happens, Isn't otherwise that crazy? everything else is out of pocket. Yeah, it's just bonkers. It's broken. It is. That's the system in this country. I have a hard time picking on young people because I think Absolutely. I think they face a world that is just way more expensive than what past generations experienced. Late stage capitalism. It's just insane, right? And that's where we're at. And I don't see it getting better. Yeah, that's kind of the depressing. There's, part. there's no, ter- there's no, there's no. If I were one of them and I were looking at the future, I don't. It's no wonder they're filled with anxiety yeah. and depression. And I mean, what? And what's the answer? Give them drugs. Seriously, <laughs> isn't that crazy? We'll just medicate them. We'll just medicate him. I don't what want, is happening? I don't, I don't want thinkers. I want workers. Yeah. You know, that type of, yeah, I know. Yeah. Give them cake and circus we and need, they'll be happy. We need a revolution. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> because, listen, the way things are heading in this country, that's why I said this 2024 is going to be one of the craziest years but I'm glad. I'm glad to report that six weeks into this, it hasn't gotten too bonkers. I wouldn't even. So I wouldn't even continue that. Sentence. Right, right. We're not. We're, we're not going to. But 
back to our original conversation here this morning as we kind of wrap up talking about this. Two third better than two thirds of Gen Z are living in multi generational housing, which is living with family. Yep. And twenty percent of millennials are in that same boat. What what what's the main reason? To me, it comes down to it, they just cannot make enough money. Yeah. They cannot do it. Unless they are in a family, you know, one of these guys that are coming from generational money, mm-hmm. right? It's not a level playing field. And what does that do, not to open up another can of worms, but just kind of food for thought as we close, what does that do for the future population? Like, are they go- are Gen Z and Gen Alpha, which is the, the kids today, will they get married? You will they have children? Well, there's that's becoming less and less of a thing as exactly. well. Exactly. I mean, I, so, hear, I hear that from a lot of young people that say they don't want to have kids because they're just too expensive. Right. So what does that do to the population if this is, you know, how they're in their 20s living with family? I don't know. Just something I don't know. I, popped yeah. up. I think that it's uh, we're headed for some strange times. I really believe that. Granum, I, I we're ju- in strange times. To to the back to that point that I that we've made. I don't see this getting better. I see the trend continuing like it is, and it's just going to. I don't see it getting better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, and I know I hate it when people highlight one success story, right? It's like, I get it. I'm glad for that individual. Good for them, right? But what about the average, everyday, other 90% of America, right? What about them? What about where they're at and and, and the things that they're going to face, right? Because I don't know, as as crazy as things have got over the past two decades, if I go another 20 years down the road and I look at like, you know, Clara will be in her 20s at that point. What is her, what's going to be in front of her? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't even like to think about it. I know. It's like, oh. Right. I think that's why everybody's trying to set their kids up. Like, and, and then with what? Right? You know, I don't know. I, But back to the, you know, the issue with housing, I think most of them just can't afford it. Yeah. That's where we're at. The wages in this country are not keeping up with inflation. It's just that simple. Which is a problem. They're stretching the middle class right Big out of the problem. game. I know, it is. All right. So, it, by the way, remember, we will package up conversations like this every day, and they will be available at on a podcast the following. Yeah. Right? So, George and Jess podcast, if you're not already following along, uh, we did it today. You can get yesterday's conversation from the morning show on the podcast. So if timing doesn't work for you where you can't catch the whole thing in the morning, you can listen to it um, on George and Jess podcast. And we don't take the whole morning show and lump it in there. It's the conversation for a specific topic that we address like we are right now. Give it a listen. Like we are right now. It'll make sense. You'll understand. All right. It is George and Jess in the morning, and this is Cosmic Country Radio. Don't let leaky faucets or clogged drains put a damper on your new year. It's time to fix those pesky problems you've been brushing aside. It's time to call Ryan Plumbing and Heating for a fresh start. Maybe it's a remodel you've been dreaming of. No matter your plumbing needs, Ryan Plumbing and Heating has you covered. 
With over 100 years of service, we've earned the reputation of a company you can trust to get the job done right. So keep your promise to yourself. Go to the gym. Leave the plumbing to us. Call Ryan Plumbing and Heating today at 507-931-2720.